Hey, Joseph. Hey, Crystal. Would you share with our audience a super cool original idea you had about formation? A cool super original idea? <laughs> Listen in to find out more. Welcome to A Word from Our Outpost. With Joseph and Crystal Gruber. A podcast for Catholic disciples who are wrestling to be missionary-minded in their normal, everyday lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Direct, O Lord, our actions by thy holy inspiration, and carry them on by thy gracious assistance, that every word and work of ours may begin in thee, and by thee be happily ended. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What was that you were talking about, dear? You had this really neat idea recently that you've been unpacking with me, and I just thought it would be really fun to unpack for our audience and in recording. Oh, so it is, so it is. <laughs> it's about formation. We've been thinking about formation and um, not only what, what kind of formation is good for people to receive, but how do people receive it? Oftentimes we might see, oh, it would be really good if this person received this formation, but they don't want it. Yeah, this was all spurred on because I was trying to think of what was different teaching different groups of people versus giving a talk at a random parish, which we've done before, giving a talk at a parish where we know the people, giving a talk. Uh, and I was thinking of this especially because I gave those two talks at summer training for the missionaries of Focus, which are a few episodes prior to this on prayer. Which, by the way, if you haven't listened to them, dear listener, they're excellent. Apparently, not everybody listens to podcasts all the way to the end. And at the end, I share, like, relatively vulnerably, authentically, what was going on in my prayer at those times, which the people who were there present and people who have listened to the end said was really helpful for them to understand prayer. It's real beautiful. I don't know about that, but it was real. <laughs> anyway, because I had been telling people prior to going to teach those classes, there's something different about teaching the, the, the first-year missionaries or any of the missionaries in focus versus a lot of other teaching opportunities that I've had over time. And I wanted to figure out what was the difference. It seems reasonable. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it's because they're not just receiving it for, for themselves. They're receiving it so they can give it to other people as well. And so I thought about these three levels of formation that seem to be kind of the options when we're talking about talks, books, podcasts, movies, video clips, how people might receive it. So may I see if I can remember this? Well, I would love for you to do that, but I don't want you to spoil it because there's also a hidden fourth one. I wasn't going to spoil that. Really? I don't think so. Dun, dun, dun. This is an exercise in trust, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier today, Crystal was feeling tired, and I stood behind her, and I said, you can do a trust fall. And I was standing up, like, you know, inches away from her, and she was thinking that it was kind of a joke. But as she started to lean back, I took a big step backwards, and she actually felt like she was falling. This is how I'm feeling right now. Uh-oh. You want to teach the thing that I was going to teach? I was going to try. <laughs> I will I will I was going to I was going to make like a 
introductory statement and then let you fill things in. Oh, I thought you were just going to take it and run with it. No. Which would have been awesome. It would have shown sort of like the fruit of the teaching of you. Let's see, everyone. How, let's see how this goes. We have no other choice at this point. So there are people that go to a talk and then just don't order class or whatever or listen to something and they think this doesn't apply to me and I don't actually need this in my head. Quite simply. Yeah. You'd see that. Like if a spouse brings along their significant other, they're not kicking and screaming, but they're also not there because they think it's for them. They wouldn't have shown up if their spouse didn't bring them along, maybe yeah. something like that. But the consideration is this is irrelevant. <laughs> or or this might also be how some people go to like young adult Catholic events where they're actually there to like look for somebody to date and they're not actually interested in the content of the talk. I'm just trying to think of instances. Do they do that? I. I'm sure people do that. No. <laughs> okay, so that's that's one type of person that might be receiving content. Is somebody who's not actually. I was actually... doing my young adult years all wrong then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is the right way. I don't. I don't. I think not receiving things that are being given is not oh, the Christian life. Just ideal. because you're giving an example doesn't make them exemplary. Great. Yes, that is true. Okay, so then the second. Like in the Bible. <laughs> yes. Yes, like in the Bible. So the second kind, or the second way to approach formation is, I, I just wanted to make like an eating noise, but like that it's all for me. Like that this, that I'm, There are two schools of thought, by the by, about whether you should have eating noises on a podcast. Oh, I wasn't aware. Yes. Some people are really weirded out by hearing chewing or swallowing. Well, I was going to do the like kid like nom 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 not like really oh noises. well yeah that's fine then and, anyways so the, eating up the eating up the content for themselves i want this i need this this is good for me i'm gonna receive this I might it might change aspects of my life just that's a good thing oh yeah it's a great thing yeah though and that's a fine audience to teach yeah it's like, they oh, listen, yeah. they might take notes, they might say later, you said this thing and it changed my life. And, that, you know, that sounds good. It's affirming for the teacher. Yeah. And yet there's more. But wait, there's more. There's the person who goes to a talk and wants to receive it for themselves, but then also realizes this is really awesome and it's transformative for me. I want to make sure that I know it well enough that I could give it to somebody else that I could that I could go on and teach this thing, that I could receive this thing well enough that I could also pass it on. And that's a super fun audience to work with. The questions that they have, the amount of attention that they have to to bring to bear. Right when I, when I'm at the talk for myself, my questions are ultimately going to be somewhat selfish. When I'm thinking through the question also, how would I relate this to other people? I have to be sensitive to where there might be gaps or where I would want further clarification in case I was pressed on a point. It, it totally changes the dynamic of a group when there are people scattered throughout who are in that third level of wanting to receive formation. And, you know, this is sort of what many of the focus missionaries end up wanting 
Now, I was teaching first-year missionaries, and those tend to be a little bit more in that second camp of, I need this for myself. And and to be fair, you know, the first year of formation for the missionaries, it is for them, and hopefully they'll share. It's not untrue. <laughs> yeah. And it is needed for yeah, oneself. We're not trying to skip that step, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but usually by the second year, they realize that they didn't receive it well enough to pass it on the first time around, and they're all the more eager that second year. Which is exciting. Very exciting. So now... Is it yes. time for the big reveal? Uh, well, not, well, no, no, not yet. Not not the big reveal. <laughs> Listen in to find out more. <laughs> should, I, should I press the button that plays the music again? No. With this all the lead-in? <laughs> this is the introduction to the real podcast. Oh. Okay. But then I had this weird feeling like there was another camp of people who would be in attendance... And have questions and pay attention, but there would be something different motivating them than what seemed to be the natural progression of the other three. And this one, it felt really weird, and I didn't like it. And then I thought of times when I was in this camp and times that I've seen people in this camp. I'm like, oh no, this is a bad one. This is real bad. And this is the one that says... I want to learn this material not for myself. I don't think this really should change me, but this would be really great to pass on to other people. So we see this, I I think, uh, famously there's the story that Christopher West tells of him coming home after meeting with a publisher, and he had just talked about making a book deal with them, and he was really excited, and he told his wife... I I can write another book. They're willing to make up a contract. And she's like, oh, that's great. What's the book going to be about? And he said, oh, it's about being a good Catholic husband. And she said, you can't write that book. Dun, dun, dun. He knew it well enough to teach it. He wasn't living it at that time. That was a huge wake-up call for him. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've seen this. I've seen this with missionaries. I've seen this with campus ministry. I've seen this with parish staff at different parishes where they would say, we need to bring in this material, not because I need it or not because the leadership people need it, but for other people. This would be good for the other people to do or the other people to know. Not that it has to affect me. And that's weird to me. Right? There's... um. There, there are different ways to read it or different ways that it might be you know, provoking it. It could be a kind of just forgetfulness of self or like a lack of self-awareness. It could be a vaguely Gnostic approach. You know, the Gnostics thought that there should be like an inner circle that had secret knowledge and everybody else should be fed whatever would keep them happy. And so there might be a little bit of that, like this is good for other people, but not good for me because I'm part of the you know, the select few who really know what's important. So that's a possibility. I didn't know that about Gnosticism. Oh, yeah. No, it's like super culty, inner circle. Weird. Yeah. Fascinating. Anyways. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, you keep on worshiping 
God as you think of him, and we'll keep on telling you stories about him to keep you happy, but we know the real truth. It's a super weird Yeah, we'll have to unpack that together some other time. Anyways. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not sure which... There was probably another thing that could be motivated. Maybe a lack of hope in oneself, like a kind of self-despair saying, nope, I, I can't improve. Other people can, I can help them, but me... I'm a lost cause. The other place I've seen it is when people think they already have it. Mm-hmm. And so they're there to learn it, to teach it to somebody else without this realization that they actually aren't, ha- haven't been changed by the information. Yeah, they they have the head knowledge. Yeah, yes. But they haven't actually lived differently because of it. Yes, yeah. And, and I think with that, it's often a desire to pass on the head knowledge. Like, oh, this other person, if they had this head knowledge, they would da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, well, you didn't <laughs> become changed by the head knowledge. Why do you think this head knowledge would change somebody else? Yeah, I've seen that a lot because we talk about the the mission of lay people, the lay apostolate. I put as one of the key the key words for our podcast every time we publish, I put like apostolate as one of the keywords. So if people are, you know, Googling podcast apostolate, our podcast should come up because you know how often people do that. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, uh but there are people who have read the same documents that we have and they're like, What are you guys doing? We don't understand what you're doing because they thought that the point of the documents was to read them, not to live a different life because of them. And that's weird. It's a weird thing when we say this thing is true and I'm going to make sure it's irrelevant for me. Mm -hmm. Irrelevant to me? Not relevant. Okay. So I said, I think in the hook, we said this was like a super cool original idea of mine. And for weeks and weeks, I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if there was something else that I could base this off of, some story or parable or something. But honestly, it doesn't really line up with anything, I don't think. And yet it also seems to be a helpful measure of like, does this hold water when you can find something to relate it to? Yeah. So I was like, well, hopefully someday I'll find something. It's nice to have an original idea from time to time, unless you're part of a traditional faith and uh, original originality is not actually a virtue, which is sort of where we're at. Originality <laughs> is not a virtue, right? Knowing true things, all truth is received, right? It's not that I am, uh, that I have better information. It's that I've been given better information or better formation, well, and then it did finally click that this is, yes, indeed, the parable of the sower and the four different kinds of soil, the sower and the seeds. And then once I say that, it makes some sense. The The hardened path is the one that says, this is irrelevant. I'm not going to let it into my life to change me at all. Then the the people who say, this is going to be good for me. It's like the people who grew up amongst the weeds and the, the brambles and thorns and they get choked off. They've got good roots because it's all about them. But because it's all about them, they're going to be absorbed in worry and concern and anxiety. And they're not going to be forward-facing. Fa- they're not going to be sharing with other people. 
and ultimately their anxiety is going to leave them paralyzed because they it was it was received in the spirit of wanting it just for themselves and so the rest of the world is just going to overcome them because when we're only worried about ourselves that's where anxiety comes from mm-hmm. and then the third camp the one where it's good for me and good for others i have both a good root system and I'm there for the fruitfulness, for for being a blessing in the world. Like that's the good earth that returns 30, 60, 100 fold. But then there's that weird fourth camp. And this, it was the fourth camp and the ordering of it where I was like, this makes sense. Here's a progression. No roots, just roots, roots and uh, top. What's the top of a plant called? The stalk. I feel like I should know this. I was just the flipping stock. through Philip's science book for this year. Anywho. But this one is weird because it grows up quickly on rocky ground, but it doesn't have roots, and then it burns up in the sun. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we see. It's not personal. It's not rooted. It's not about me being transformed. But with that, it's about a quick fix. Mm-hmm. It it grows quickly with no roots. And I think this is one of the plagues of a lot of the Catholic movements in at least the United States. I think this is a lot of missionaries, a lot of missionary organizations. This is what trips them up. They want fast results, and they are not being mindful of people being well-rooted. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this with teammates of mine who were like, Nobody can help me, but I'm going to help everyone else. I've had a number of teammates where they were like, nope. And my, I myself, my wife, my wife of all people, will call me out on this and say, you think people need help? Why don't you get more help? Like, because I want to grow up really fast with no roots. Clearly, that's my goal. <laughs> that's what I'm aiming for. Dun, dun, dun. And... Uh, and just seeing that it is a question, am I properly ordered to receive and to be mindful of love of neighbor and love of myself? So love of God, love of neighbor, love of self. All three need to be present in some way, shape, or form for a really healthy kind of attitude toward formation. If we don't have love of God, we won't be able to receive anything. We won't have the humility. We'll just have a hardened heart. We will actually be close to most things if we're hardened in that way, which is, you know, no good. If we have a love of neighbor, but we have no regard for ourselves, that's no good. Like St. Paul in 2 Corinthians, he's asking them for money so that he can have money sent over to the city of Jerusalem like a whole like two chapters devoted to this in second corinthians and there's a part where he's like you know is this in second corinthians i think this is in second corinthians where he's like guys you don't have to give everything away but you should give some things away you you, but you should be able to take care of your own needs you should be able to take care of your own needs i want you to go crazy giving but you also need to be able to take care of your own needs because if you won't do that then I'm just going to have to take up a collection elsewhere, I guess. He doesn't say that. But this sense that 
um, unless you're you are called to a particular kind of poverty that Saint Paul clearly was, right? Like for most of his ministry, he wasn't making money in any kind of appreciable sense. Every once in a while, he would take to tent making. There are debates about why and when he would do that. But generally speaking, he was relying on other people. Jesus was relying on other people. He called his apostles to do that too. But generally speaking, well, and we even, need to be able to take care of our own needs. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also need to have concern for our neighbor. If we don't think that what was good for us could be good for other people, and we're not mindful of how they might be able to receive something well, and if we don't know how to love them where they are right now, we're not going to be attending to what we're, we're learning in the right way. And if we're only trying to love neighbor and love God, and we're rootless, and we're like, well, I don't have time, I'm too busy for my own self-improvement, I'm too busy for my own formation, I'm too busy to rest, I'm too busy to pray, I'm too busy to find relationships that build me up because I'm too busy building other people up. They'll burn up. This is burnout. Mm-hmm. Anyway, four kinds of ways to approach formation. Three of them make a lot of sense in a kind of progression. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, that weird fourth one. That's so tempting, especially for people who are further along, who are like, no, it's not about me. No, it's all it's all about other people. I see this particularly with like um, introductory or beginner things or like sort of entry level things a lot with people who are further along. <laughs> and I always use this analogy. You do. Probably used it on the podcast before. Every time. But it's like the no ballerina is insulted by having to do plies at the bar. Every ba- even the most professional, beautiful ballerina, I guarantee you, she does plies and tendus at the bar to get warmed up and to get started. And this idea that, that the basics are so foundational that we should never stop doing them and that we can always get better at them, we can always perfect them, and that they those things strengthen us for so much more. And prepare us for so much more. And I think that's a place where I often see people being like, oh, this I've heard this before. This isn't for me. Well, I was explaining to a couple of guys this uh, Unbound Ministry from Neil Lozano. Mm-hmm. He talks about four keys for finding real freedom in Christ. And I told him, you know, his book is kind of introductory. It's filled a lot more with stories than with practicals, but it, it's good. And... You know, the guys, one of the guys knew this stuff already. Another guy uh, had never heard of it before. And a third guy had never heard of it before. The guy who had heard of it before was able to help me out in describing it. The first guy who had never heard of it before wanted to borrow the book. And the other guy, he was like, well, if you have something more advanced that I could start with, let me know. I was like, what the heck? I don't get that. What it, we we start with the basics, and then and then we go deeper into the basics. It's like, well, you know, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but I want something more complicated or something deeper. 
like, well, it starts there. And that's where everything flows from. Like, that's the, in the hierarchy of truths, the top of the list is that God is one God in three persons. That's that's the the highest truth, the foundational truth, the truth from which all other things flow. Um, Point being that we can't ever stop exploring that idea. And it never ceases to be relevant. It will always be relevant. Mm-hmm. And there's always more transformation to come. If we think that we're done, then we need to begin again. Nunc chepi. Nunc chepi. Meaning, I begin now. Now I begin. I begin again. Mm-hmm. Now I begin. So, for a little challenge to wrap this up, challenge you, dear listener, to take some time to think about where do you fall? How do you receive formation? And, and in particular, maybe there's different areas of your life where you receive it differently. Maybe spiritually for, spiritual formation you're really hungry for and you haven't thought about trying to share it with other people for whatever reason. But maybe there's some sort of business book that you love and that you share with it, everyone you meet. And just to take some time to think about where do I fall? Why do I fall there? And am I interested in approaching it from a different angle? Dear listener, I've met many priests and deacons in my time, and they receive so much formation, so much. I've started to ask some of them, and how do you pass on that information? Like people invested in you for years, how are you passing that along here and now? Like, Who who was the last person you taught how to pray? Who was the last person that you read a book alongside? Who was the last person that you were able to have a really great conversation where you got to share something that they wanted to hear and that you were able to give because of the formation that you've received? A lot of them, it doesn't seem to happen very often, unfortunately. Maybe some of that is because a lot of people aren't interested in hearing. But I think a lot of the formation we've been trained to receive has all been in that second camp. It's all about me. Which, maybe we'll have to record a whole other podcast on some ideas on why that is and why it's challenging to overcome, but for today. Yeah, but let us know uh, how it went sharing. I mean, even this idea that there are four different ways to receive formation, four different ways to be taught, Four different groups of people to teach. Uh, if you're a teacher, maybe talk about it with other teachers if that's been their experience. Obviously, there's this whole other discussion of how do you help people go from hardened earth to fruitful earth. Uh, but that's not... We're basically out of time. We're keeping this one tight. Um, but let us know. H- how was teaching somebody else? How was discussing something that you learned? And... Uh, also, maybe ask them, like, how how are you receiving this? Is this just for you, or is this going to be passed on, do you think? Dun, dun, dun. It's a challenge. Let us know. Email us at hello at ouroutpost.org. Org. I'm going to pray us out in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for... Um, your parables and how they reveal to us 
things that are true. And I pray for our listeners that they might have hearts that are ready to receive with an ear for their neighbors that they might give forth also. We ask all this in your holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From our outpost to yours, thanks for listening. And a special thanks to John Mark Skoke. That's S-K-O-C-H. For the music. Check him out on Spotify. <laughs>